Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today, we are talking about emotional regulation. This is a very important topic because we need to be able to control our emotions when we are in overwhelm, stressful situations, fearful events happen. Being able to regulate our emotions, keep our nervous system intact and in an eased state so we can make good decisions and really feel good about our lives when we're facing things that are challenging. So what is meant by emotional regulation? Emotional regulation is used to describe a person's ability to effectively manage and respond to an emotional experience. People unconsciously use emotional regulation strategies to cope with difficult situations many times throughout the day. We might not even realize it. So people who are good at emotional regulation, things come at them and they just tolerate them, they manage them, and they go on with their day. People who do not have the ability to manage their emotions and regulate themselves, they stay in a state of overwhelm, they get frustrated easy, they get really affected and triggered by their surroundings, and they're in a constant up and down state, a labile state of dysregulation. Their emotions are all over the place and they can't seem to control them. So some causes of a a poor emotional regulation is early childhood trauma, child neglect, a traumatic brain injury. Uh, Some people are biologically predisposed to emotional reactivity and some people have low levels of validation in their lives and they have never really learned how to get regulated. We really learn emotional regulation as children. You know, if we have temper tantrums and we are always getting our own way and having emotional outbursts and out of control and our parents or caregivers don't teach us how to regulate ourselves, how to calm ourselves down, how to self-soothe, we don't learn how to manage our emotions. We don't learn how to take care of ourselves and calm ourselves. We don't know how to regulate our nervous system. So some people have to learn how to do this because it was never taught to them. It was never role modeled for them, especially if you have parents and caregivers who don't emotionally regulate and they're volatile and they blow things out of proportion and are very reactive and have tantrums. The child most likely will follow in suit. So it's important to be able to have emotional regulation for your own life if you were never taught it. And it's also important to have it if you have children and you want them to learn these skills. So first and foremost, how to deal with our emotions and how to regulate ourselves. Here are some points and insight into this. It's important to identify your emotion. What are you feeling? 
Identify your emotion, accept them, and recognize them. So know what you're feeling when you're feeling it. And this is difficult if you are dysregulated because you get so reactive, you don't stop to actually examine how you are feeling and question yourself. So it's an important skill to step back and identify your emotion. Know what you're feeling. Are you feeling fearful? Are you feeling sadness? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling hopeless? Identify your emotion first and foremost. And if you can identify the emotion, then you can figure out what caused the emotion. So what was the trigger? Maybe you got into a fight with a loved one. Maybe you got fired from your job. Maybe you have a big test coming up. Maybe you have a lot of stress and overwhelm in your life and you're feeling just a lot of anger and frustration. Maybe you've been betrayed by a friend. So know what caused your emotion and be able to identify your emotion. And this is the first step to being able to deal with the emotion. You want to know what it is. You want to know where it came from. And then what are you going to do about the emotion? What am I going to do about these feelings that I'm having? So let's take, for example, you got into a fight with a friend and you're angry. They hurt your feelings. You found out they were talking about you. So you're feeling hurt sad, betrayed, and angry. Those are all the emotions that you're feeling. Dysregulated person might go up to that person and start screaming and yelling at them. They might throw things at them. They might call them names. They might get into a physical altercation with that person. They might start talking about that person. An emotional dysregulated person has no control over their actions. They're out of control. And being regulated, you can step back, identify what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. This person that you trusted betrayed you and hurt your feelings. What are you going to do about it? Take a moment and say, okay, so I care about this person and I heard through the grapevine that they betrayed me and talked about me and said mean things. How am I going to handle this? Well, you want to maybe confront that person. If this is a true friend, maybe what you heard isn't true. Maybe what you heard is a version of the truth. So one of the things you may decide is, I want to figure out if this is true or not. And so you may decide to go up to your friend and confront your friend. If you are in a uh, an emotional state of grief and you've lost a loved one and you're feeling super sad and alone and really just isolated, you know that the death might have caused, caused these emotions. And what do you want to do with those kind of emotions? Well, you might want to self-soothe. You might want to call a friend for support. You might want to get some rest and take care of your body. You want to be able to recognize what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And then you decide, after you decide what you want to do with it, you may want to see if there's another way to look at the situation. So if your friend betrayed you and hurt you, and what do you want to do with these feelings? I want to confront her. Um, Is that the best way? Maybe you want to take some time. Maybe you want to sit with yourself and really, really absorb this. 
talk to friends you trust, family members, talk to a school counselor or your therapist, whatever helps you to talk this out. And that helps you to see the situation from another perspective. When you bring in someone you care about and trust to talk to about this, you can see things differently, maybe have a reframe of this. So going back to the example of the friend that betrayed you. You're feeling angry, hurt, and sad and disappointed in this person. You heard rumors, stories that this person hurt you, betrayed you, and talked about you. I want to find out if this is true so I can know if I'm, these feelings are appropriate. I'm going to talk to a friend or a teacher or a parent or a therapist to see, am I blowing this out of proportion? Is what I'm feeling in proportion to the event? And if you find that everything is proportional, how you're feeling, the hurt and you want to figure out, okay, how can I manage these emotions? How can I take care of these emotions in a healthy way? So anger, hurt, and disappointment. Anger usually means you've been disrespected in some sort of way and you want to get your needs met. Hurt and sadness means someone let you down in a certain way. So you want to get your needs met. Frustration means that you gave too much or you gave so much and you didn't feel like it was reciprocated. So how do you manage those emotions? You've identified them, you found their triggers, you've made some decisions in your mind of how you want to move forward. And so perhaps having a conversation when you're not upset with your friend, find out the facts. Maybe spending some time on your own self-reflecting Maybe spending some time again with a counselor or someone you trust to talk about it. It's important to find healthy ways to cope with your emotions and to figure out how you're feeling, what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and how can I self-soothe myself and calm myself. So if you're feeling angry, hurt, and betrayed, and you're actually having the regulation to think these things through then you can figure out ways to self-soothe. The actual stepping back and examining it is a huge coping skill. That's a very challenging coping skill for people who are very reactive. A reactive person doesn't want to sit back and talk about it or reflect on it. They want to act. And so being able to cope with this in a healthy way, you don't want to act right away. You want to be responsive. You want to be reflective. You want to find the best way to handle this that's going to serve you and work out the situation and have a, a resolution that you can live with and be okay with. That brings me to the idea of the polyvagal theory and the vagus nerve. And this is an important theory and under, uh, a point to understand is the vagus nerve is connected to your brain and to your heart. And this helps you to regulate your body and your emotions. So when we are regulated, our brain and our vagus nerve and our heart are working well. They're working in a steady rhythm. Our body is balanced. We feel ease. We feel relaxed. We feel like we can handle things. But when our 
body is dysregulated and it's heightened and triggered, our vagus nerve, which is connected to our brain and connected to our heart, gets all out of whack. It gets out of proportion. It's starting to feel stress and anxiety and fear. The information goes from the brain to the heart and then into your gut that tells you something is wrong. There's a scary thing going on. There's stressful things going on. I have to take care of myself. People go into a fight or flight mode when they're dysregulated and their vagus nerve gets fired away from the nervous, from the brain being in a fearful state. The vagus nerve sends the message to the heart. The heart responds to the nervous system and everything gets heightened. And that's when we go into fight or flight. Or some people go into a freeze state where they collapse and they don't fight back. They just play possum. And what happens when we're dysregulated like this over time? If we did not learn how to regulate our emotions as children, if our vagus nerve was always fired and activated as a result of fear and trauma and abuse and neglect as children, we're often in a state of dysregulation all the time. And our vagus nerve is always firing. Our brain is in a heightened state. Our nervous system and heart are overworking. We're in either fight or flight or collapse phase for a really long time from childhood on. So it's important now as an adult, if you're, reg- if you're recognizing the fact that you are dysregulated, that you blow things out of proportion, you're super reactive, you just can't control your emotions and how you're feeling and what you're saying and how you're responding to people, it's time to learn self-regulation. It's time to learn emotional regulation. Let me tell you what happens to people over time, usually, that go into fight or flight mode, that they don't emotionally regulate themselves, and they're in a constant state of fear and anxiety and stress, and they don't regulate their nervous system. People who go into fight or flight, according to the polyvagal theory and our brain to vagus nerve to heart, Those people tend to get ailments to their physical body that happen above the heart. So if you've been living in a fight or flight phase for many years, you might get brain issues. You may get a tightness in the jaw. You might get migraines. You might get insomnia, heart problems, neck tension, shoulder tension, all ailments from the heart and up are often a result of dysregulated nervous system. Not always, but most cases. A dysregulated nervous system puts all these things into hyper alertness and hyper vigilance. So your brain is working too hard. Your jaw is clenching too much. You're not able to sleep because your brain is firing away. Your heart is racing constantly. You're feeling like you're holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. So you have this neck and shoulder tension. And that's a person who's dysregulated in a fight or flight state. Some people get dysregulated in a collapse state. They don't fight back. 
People who tend to freeze and collapse under trauma and stress, their issues are below the heart. So according to the polyvagal theory and our brain to vagus nerve, vagus nerve to heart and heart to nervous system, people who collapse and freeze under trauma and stress will have physical ailments sometimes and often below the heart. So that could be digestive issues. That could be ulcers. It could be feminine issues. It could be uh, hip problems, low back problems, all problems below the heart. And that is a result of, of collapsing under trauma, especially over the long term. If you, as a child, were abused, had a lot of emotional dysregulation in your home, had neglect, you could be one of those people that freeze when this happens. You hide, you stay safe. As a child, it's great, it keeps you safe. But as an adult, it dysregulates your nervous system and your heart and your brain. So getting emotional regulation will help to ease all these physical ailments. Wouldn't it be nice not to experience migraines? Wouldn't it be nice not to experience insomnia? Wouldn't it be great not to have gut issues and digestive issues? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to let your body be at ease? The opposite of ease is disease. So let's learn how to ease our body. And it starts with a few different things, and some of them are as basic as I can get because this really is about managing your body. When you manage your body, you can regulate your nervous system and your brain and your blood flow and how your heart races. You can calm it. And then when you can calm your body, you can actually manage your emotions much better. So it starts with good nutrition, water, good sleep. Sleep is everything. You do not want to have sleep deprivation. The less sleep you have, the more dysregulated you will become. Even a person who has emotional regulation gets irritated and annoyed and angry easy when they didn't get enough sleep. So imagine a dysregulated person without sleep. So it's important that you Get the sleep you need, good nutrition, lots of water, exercise, stretching, getting into nature. You want to start learning how to do positive self-talk when you're feeling negative, reactive, and you want to really jump into a situation and let these people have it. Self-talking your way through stepping back, calming yourself, self-soothing yourself, identifying your emotions, identifying your triggers, and making a plan on how to proceed to manage these emotions. So it's important to be able to self-talk to yourself. It's in a positive way, positive thoughts, and change your thoughts. View things from a different perspective. Instead of always thinking the world is attacking you, look at it as Maybe these people have their own stuff going on and I have my own stuff going on. So I'm going to look at this from a wider lens instead of tunnel vision and it's all about me. I'm going to try to see from their perspective what they might be thinking and see from my perspective. You're widening in the window. You're changing your thoughts and as a result, you'll change your emotions. 
Use positive words. Talk to yourself positively. And don't think the worst of everyone. Sometimes we feel so angry that we just think everyone is bad and everyone is out to get us. So start to change your perspective. Not everybody thinks about you. Not everybody thinks negatively. Not everyone is out to get you. So start to change your outlook on people. Breathing exercises really help. Learning how to regulate your nervous system, regulate your vagus nerve by breathing exercises. And I'm not going to go into breathing exercises here because I have a whole episode on giving you breathing exercises. So you can go find that one and practice because it really, really helps to regulate your nervous system by learning how to breathe properly and with intention. And you might want to just change something in your environment. You know, sometimes our emotional state is truly affected by the environment we're in. What are you putting into your mind? What are you watching? What's the content you're watching on social media? What's the content you're watching on Netflix and Hulu? What is the way you're spending your time? How are you spending your the most of your time? Who are you spending it with? What kind of people? What kind of energy are you allowing into your space? Really take an inventory of how you spend your time and what you're allowing into your consciousness and into your energy because that truly affects your emotions. Sincerely. It sounds silly. It sounds, you know, like it wouldn't work. But trust me, when you start to regulate your life, you learn how to regulate your emotions. And the last thing that would really help is to not use substances. Substances change us. They change our state. That's why people use substance in the first place. They're trying to change their state of mind. They're trying to numb themselves a little bit. They're trying to ease their lives a little bit. They're trying to get some liquid courage or they're trying to party or whatever they want to call it. But that dysregulates your nervous system. If you drink, the drinking, the alcohol depresses your nervous system. If you use narcotics, they could either depress your nervous system or trigger your nervous system. So it's really important that you know that these substances truly affect how you see the world. And if you're already dysregulated, substance is not going to balance you. It's not going to make things better. It will numb you for a moment. And then when it wears off, you still have the same issues you had before you took the substance. And you might have made it worse because you might have done something that you regret during that drinking bout or that drug use. So substance does not help at all in managing emotions. So I would limit that or cut it out completely. Our culture is really big on it, but a healthy lifestyle is not. Healthy lifestyle says leave that stuff alone. It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't boost your energy. It doesn't lift your mood. It just changes your state. And then you return back to the same state you were in when it wears off. So it's important to really learn how to manage your emotions. Understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling it. How do you want to proceed? Who can you get to help support you and talk you through this? 
How can I get my needs met? Learning to regulate your emotions will calm your nervous system so you can make better decisions in your life. You can be calmer. You can be less reactive and more responsive. This will enhance your relationships with people, love relationships, friendships, coworkers. Being able to regulate your emotions will really make you feel healthier, stronger, more aware, more responsive, calmer. You'll have more ease in your life. It's an important skill to learn. And I encourage you to practice this. And if you need some help, as I always say, get the help of a counselor or a therapist so you can get coached into doing this. If you've never learned emotional regulation, it's a challenge for you. Get some support. I wish you well, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.